This, this is, is Yawa Radio. Radio. One welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. Welcome to Yawa Radio, your happiness and well-being station. I'm Laura Toop and this is Flourish, a show dedicated to enabling and empowering you to navigate life's transitions through the sharing of stories of those who have trodden the path before and the insights they gained in so doing. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Keith McNally, AKA The Question Guy. Join us after the break to hear Dr. K talk about how the question guy was created from a feeling of not fitting in, of being a misfit, but how things changed for him at the point at which he owned it. Time for another inspirational quote. Be happy, be inspired. We don't need to get away from it all. We just need to look within. Marcus Aurelius. Hello, Yawa Radio listeners. Steve Gamlin here, host of the Motivational Firewood Hour with brand new episodes each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. UK time and bonus replays on the days in between. Look forward to having you as part of a future episode very soon. Please keep on listening to Yawa Radio. Welcome, this is Yawa Radio, your global happiness and wellbeing station. And I am joined by Dr. Keith McNally this afternoon. Um, how did we meet? Well, meet, inverted commas. We met because you wrote a post about misfits. And it resonated with me because you were talking effectively about niching and our need to fit into a box. So firstly, welcome to the show. Um, and hey, I'm not going to try and fit you in a box. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, because what box are we trying to fit ourselves into? Well, I to be quite honest, I'm not sure. And so to kind of give some backstory, to that whole LinkedIn post was it was a, it was part of my transformation, and so right now I'm kind of in the middle of this uh, career rebirth, I guess if you want to call it that. I've been a college professor for for quite a long time, 15 years plus, and I've kind of reached the limitations of that in terms of my career. Uh, I've lost my position in higher ed about a year ago. I'm still a technical trainer. Uh, per se, for an international company. But with me going to be 53 years old this year, there's a limited amount of space for me to really make a really important impact in other people's lives. And so I've been reaching out to coaches, 
business coaches, career coaches, transition coaches, more on terms of just reaching out and saying, hey, and just I have a question, would you be willing to answer my question? Because right now I'm not in a position where I wanna pay for anything. I don't think that's a value right now. But what I'm getting is that in order to be successful in public speaking, podcasting, even coaching, you need to target a market. You need to target a group of people, call it a niche, a niche, whatever you want to call it. You have to have your target speech. You have to have your, your target pain point. Well, every time I hear this, you know, I just want to break down and cry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to break down and cry because I don't have it. I, you know, because I've been in so many different circles. I've, I was a Marine, you know, way back in the day. So I can associate it with military personnel or veterans. Okay, I got that. I was a social worker for my first career out of college. You know, I helped those who really needed help in terms of, you know, navigating life's imbalances. That was good. I moved to IT, was an IT professional for a couple of years. And then I went into education. And, you know, as you introduced me as doctor, I have a doctoral degree, I have a doctoral degree in education. So I understand that space. But I can't target any one of those audiences and say, this is my target, this is their pain point, and this is what I want to solve. And so for me, and just knowing that growing up, you know, I wasn't the most handsome, I wasn't the most popular, I wasn't the most athletic, you know, I couldn't put myself in a box. So I'm a misfit, I don't fit in anywhere. And so that's really difficult for adults to kind of say, mm. but then I owned it. You know, I said, finally, he says, I'm just so frustrated with people telling me I can't do these things because I don't fit into a box. Well, then I just owned it. I, good. I don't fit into a box. Yeah, I, and I think it's a really good point because I think in life we are, everybody wants to have a sense of belonging. I, th I think there is a human need to belong and we all are striving to belong. The challenge is, is the idea of belonging is quite, one of a better way of describing it, defined. Mm -hmm. And, but, it, but it's almost false. And so I, I, I had a conversation with somebody quite recently about when we discover that we can belong in our own skin, that, that is the moment where we truly belong because when we belong in ourselves, because we know belonging is only about ourselves, mm -hmm. that is when we can truly live. Because, you know, to your point, it's like, where do we belong? I, you know, you, you talk about the various different careers that you've had and, you know, just this weekend, I was talking with a whole lot of people who I'd um, not talked to before and, you know, telling them my potted history as it were and I said you know um you know I've worked in many industries from you know five-star hotels to luxury brands to you know the opposite end of the spectrum and I said the underlying thing is people is yeah. knowing people and I think that is something that you know one of the things that when we connected and you know the whole idea about what the question guy podcast is all about is all about discovering people and understanding what is making them the people that they are and making them do what they want to do 
And that's so true. So to kind of give some backstory to that, in you know we're in 2022, and so back in January, uh, it was really kind of really impressed on me. You know, find that niche, find that target, and what I decided to do was because I can't find it outside of myself. Yeah, I became the target. So basically, what I did is I gave myself a brand, the Question Guy. And I simply start reaching out to people, of course, people that I, I, I knew organically. So colleagues and, and co co-workers and things like that. And I said, Hey, do you want to have a conversation? <laughs> and that was really about it. Do you want to have a conversation? And the cool thing about that is people said, yes, mm. people said, yeah, I want to have a, con I want to have a conversation with, and what do you want to have a conversation? Well, I want this to be a conversation about you. Uh, I'm trying. And so I kind of gave them the idea that I want to build, I want to have conversations with people who are first making an impact, uh, who are either making an impact on others professionally or have had something happen to them where they've been impacted and had to change. And so it was kind of that dichotomy of the two. But the center focus was there is an impact somewhere and somebody has a story to tell, like your story. Mm. And they want to tell it. And so, you know, I started talking to people who are business coaches, transformational coaches, career coaches financial management coaches. So I just started having these conversations and the, the, the theme behind them was that there was something that in their journey in life, whether professional, professionally, professionally or personally, something happened. Yeah. Just like with you, something happened that their whole life either exploded or imploded mm -hmm. and it all fell apart. And from that moment, they took responsibility for their own life, for their new direction, and said, I want to make a change. I can't find what I'm looking for. And I think we might have had this, this same kind of verbiage. I can't find what I'm looking for out here in, mm -hmm. in, in our outer space. Yeah. And I, you know, I've had those kind of conversations too. So I became the person I'm looking for is yeah. kind of that general theme. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, you hit, hit, hit the nail on the head is that, you know, we so often go out to seek something outside of ourselves and yet it's not actually there. So we have to create it from within. Yeah, actually, the question I always have is, was it always actually there in the first place and we just needed to look within to start with and if we did that in the first place would we get to a different place faster i don't know i you know well, there's no real yeah, no no question isn't it yeah. there's no real answer to that because the answer will be yes or no um yeah. it may have been in there when I was in, I'm going to go back some years when I was in college, this is, you know, back in my undergraduate years, when I was studying to be a social worker, mm -hmm. my mentor said, we're always in, this was her motto, yeah. we're always in the process of becoming, yeah. you know, and at the time, you know, I'm in my 20s, and so I have no idea what that means. <laughs> uh, and probably anybody in their 20s, for the most part, may not know what that means. Mm -hmm. But as I grow older, you know, and recognize that 
that statement is probably 100% correct, except that if we're always in the, if we're always in the process of becoming, we're always in the position of change, we're always in a transition, we're always in a pivot. The thing is, we can take active steps in that transition, in that progress, or we could take no steps in that direction. And that forces us to go in the other direction. So we could be moving in the right direction or by non-action, we're actually moving away from that which we are, are intended to become. And so when people recognize that point that they have control, and I always, you know, when I'm in conversation with you and I'm thinking about the stories that you told me that your life imploded, you, you, you lost your husband, lost your job, you, you know, and those stories are so similar to everybody else. Something happens and they're forced to make that, oh my God, I need to do something differently. Yeah. I need to. And then with you, it was like, who am I? And that was a critical question for you to answer and for everybody else to answer, who am I? Well, we give ourselves a brand. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking too much because there's yeah. so much to say. Because I, I think it's so, it's so true. I, you know, and the, the pivotal thing that I'm hearing in, in our conversation, and it always is, is this idea of choice. We have choice, even if choice is to do nothing. Mm -hmm. um, it is still a choice because we're saying, no, I'm not doing it. Um, and I think we can never forget that ability to have choice uh, in, in, in any situation. Um, and I think we might, there might not necessarily be a defined right or wrong way. And we might think that we're going on a path and that path might feel right to start with. And then we might think, oh gosh, I've got it wrong. And, but we have to peel back the layers and, you know, work out, is this feeling right? Does that fit? We just have to sometimes just keep making those choices as it feels right for ourselves. And to your point- But that's to, scary. Yeah. Of course that, that's yeah. a scary process and that's kind of where you come in and as a coach you know yeah. as a transformation coach because you have to help people navigate through that scary process when i'm having conversations my guests aren't in a position to i'm not forcing them to have that kind of conversation so everything i'm getting is on you know our first conversation purely unsolicited you know people are just willing to share and then when i had a conversation with a lady in Austria, somewhere out there, mm -hmm. Switzerland, <laughs> somewhere yeah. closer to you. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here in America. <laughs> it, it was, it was that very thing. It was, I don't know who I am. I've lost everything. I'm going to go find who I am. And when they found who they were, they cried. Yeah. Because it was such an eye-opening, you know, what is spiritual, whatever you want to call it, experience. It was such an eye-opening experience to say, wow, and then be able to breathe. Yeah, and, and literally be able to breathe and feel comfortable breathing. Um, yeah. that would, that's the experience that you want to have 
when you find the answer to who am I? Yeah, uh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And I think that's, you know, when the world around you is pressurizing you to be something, to do something, to be this, it's so hard to find who you are um, and to find that space where you can breathe without feeling like you're suffocated um, yeah. and that you can go, oh, no, you know, just, just stay away. Um, and I imagine in loads of your conversations that you've had with people, there is a, a recurring theme to that effect that is... Where is the space that I can have a conversation where I can breathe, where I can be myself, you know? And, I, and you know, we're different in many respects, but something I'm gathering from, from what you're saying is that in you being, you know, the question guy, you're <laughs> offering them a space for their voice to be heard. Yeah, that's now, kind of the, that's, that's the purpose, yeah. Yeah. And, and without expectation, without, you know, it will be what the conversation is. And how many times do we do that in life? Uh, well, I'm doing it every week. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but that's my point. Is, is so, so now, the, but the, now it's intended. from you. <laughs> it's like, you know, but, who do, but, we do that in life, you know? <laughs> and, and, it's, and for me, it's intentional. And so, yeah. like I said, it started with, you know, colleagues, friends, you know, people that I knew. You know people that i knew both personally and professionally and so because the focus was to get momentum there but then really it was for me saying do you want to have a conversation and you know nine out of ten times you're going to get a no and this is all through linkedin so all these all these connections are through linkedin and no other platform i'm not i'm not my recorded sessions are on my youtube channel but i i focus primarily on linkedin because that's really use i see a lot of organic and authentic people in that place and yeah. so not like any other social platform facebook twitter whatever instagram where people are trying to just post content for for views and likes yeah um now that may be the case with linkedin of course because it's any social media platform but people are actually posting more about themselves their experiences their lives personally right. and professionally and so when I ask people, do you want to have a conversation? In so many words, you know, and they say, yeah, so let's do it. Yeah. And so what happened was that I'd start doing a Wednesday night LinkedIn live show. That was kind mm -hmm. of how it all started. So would you mind doing this live? It's completely, initially it was, you know, it was about them and there were some scripted questions, but it, it really transformed once I, you know, took ownership of the question guy yeah. and brand. And then saying, let's have, just have an organic, very authentic fireside chat. You know, we're, we're sipping coffee by the, by the fire. Um, what is that conversation like? And to be, Lord, that conversation is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, absolutely. You know, like I say, that's how we connected. And, yeah. you know, I have just been inspired by the conversations that you have had because they are, you know, and I... They are voices being heard just as a voice without, you know, with a level of freedom. And, and you know, when do people um, do that? You know, 
when in our busy lives do we allow somebody fully and wholly a space where they're not like right well, okay I'm looking at my watch it's going to be five minutes and I'm going to be running off and you know that's it um because we don't we're all too busy um and and yet what for because at the end of the day the relationships that we have in life are about the people in our lives and how can we get to know people if we can't allow their voices to be heard and so I think that's a really special gift that you are giving people in what you're doing well I appreciate that and the flip side to all that is people are coming to me yeah. <laughs> now they're actually community. they're actually sending me messages on LinkedIn and say can I be on your podcast sure what do you want to talk about <laughs> now a lot of that is to kind of get their message out their brand and so I've got I have a list of people over the next month or so who are you know just kind of want to talk what they do professionally but even in that what they do professionally is really making an impact on other yeah. people's personal lives um so when i and so i'm i'm glad i'm glad people are actually kind of reaching out and say hey you know you know keith dr m dr k the question guy whatever you know i've actually some people actually call me hey i you know you're the question guy you know can i be on your podcast sure thing what do you want to talk about absolutely <laughs> and and that's really how the conversation the conversation is now starting is because uh for whatever reason you know i i do have a very small but committed fan base and so <laughs> i finally have a niche i don't know who they are no i'm only kidding I, I know who some of them are um but people are actually taking notice and it's not about you know branding themselves it's really about having that conversation and always going to come is always going to come back to that conversation and for example i was talking to somebody you know last week in california and he mentioned to me that there's this thing called the gig economy. So having a gig rather than having mm -hmm. a job, you find yourself work. Yeah. Right. And so this was rather, I mean, I knew the idea, but it was rather new that this is the way work is either just in America or across the globe. You have to yeah. go and brand yourself and sell yourself and market yourself yeah. in order to stay, have multiple streams of income. And so we, we had a, around that idea we had a very natural and organic conversation of course that's what he does professionally but at the same at the same time it was like for those who are listening for those who you are impacting you're changing their life because they're giving them a new sense of self a new sense of their reality a new sense of their their power and you are empowering them to be more than what they were, you know, and they don't have to, you know, be a slave to this employer, yeah. right? They don't have to work, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week for this X dollar amount paycheck that they're going to get every week, every two weeks. They can actually identify their value. And this is, and this is coming back to what you do. I always come back to what you're doing and maybe even what I'm doing as you're able to identify your value and then tell your story. <laughs> and we've had yeah, that absolutely. conversation before. It yeah, is, we have. I, tell your touching story. on something that, you, you know, we've talked about before and, and you've reminded me just now in, in what you're saying now is 
in through your conversations you have noticed more people um not accepting the status quo for want of a better way of describing it and okay. Okay. driving the transition rather than you know just going i'm just not it you know maybe they are pushing for the, the gig economy but i forget how you but that was just one it. example that was yeah absolutely yeah but i think you know you, you you've said before and talked about people you've spoken to how they just weren't prepared to deal with the, the status quo that they had and they wanted something different and so now they're sort of starting to find something different um well now you're heading to my last newsletter from last week yeah so <laughs> and, and that's that's connecting a whole different points together yeah. and so i'm not going to reveal that until this week's newsletter comes out okay because, oh, okay because so i'll be honest you just have to let us know well, how we get that newsletter <laughs> well that's on linkedin and so okay we'll find that on linkedin then <laughs> and so i'm actually working with a colleague and okay. he wrote a book and i'm writing the paradigm shift that's associated with that book and so okay. the paradigm shift is to challenge yourself and it's and just to give you know your listeners a clue it's about a young man 17 years old who grew up in a valley so very and the valley is surrounded by mountains so it's just very representative it's, it's hypothetical but you get the idea that the people in this valley want to be in this valley it's their place it's their safe place and you know he says that i want more out of life and dad says no <laughs> Dad says no. <laughs> you can't have more out of life. You got to stay here because it's your role to adopt, you know, to take over the farm when I, you know, can't do it anymore. And he says, "Well, he drops the question. He he drops drops the issue, but behind it all, he says, I, I got to know that there's something over the mountain. Yeah. I got to know that there's more.' And so that's really where the story. That's that's as far as you got. And there's more to the. And so so we, will have, we will have to wait with bated breath to get we'll the next install, <laughs> with bated breath for the next installment of what happens over the other side of the mountain. Well, the book should be out in like August, September. Okay. <laughs> but it's a paradigm shift. It's a paradigm That's shift in your thinking, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's, are you willing to take the risk yeah. and who's willing to support you in taking that risk? And so it's a big paradigm shift. And it's a scary thing to think about. I oh, no, absolutely. And I think you, you really highlight one two, two really important things there, which is one that we recognize something, well, there's probably more than that, but it, that we recognize that there is something more that we want. Mm -hmm. And we can see, you know, it, it was Disney who said, if we can dream it, it can be or something to that effect mm -hmm. um and you know that is the whole thing of being able to see beyond the mountains if i can see beyond the mountains it can happen don't know how but you know if i can visualize what you know the how exactly like. yeah exactly and but the second thing that you rightly point out is if i can find the support my cheerleaders my a team whoever they might look like mm -hmm. then i have a greater chance of making it right um and that 
That's exactly what. Well, don't be reading my story now. <laughs> Have I written next week's newsletter then? <laughs> no, I, well, it's good. I, I guess, but, it, but it's so true. These are just so two important things. That's, you know, the whole world of transition is one is the belief and secondly is finding that 18. Yeah. Um, you know, right. because it's lonely otherwise. Otherwise you are stuck in the valley with the hills um feeling like it's really lonely and thinking oh gosh am I about to like inherit a farm that I really have no necessarily desire to do um and I, I see so much in in so much of the work I do so much isolation wow. because people can't see in inverted commas so they feel that they can't back to our, a conversation about breathing and feeling like they're suffocating because without having that visualization of space, they just feel almost claustrophobic. Um, and, and that's really tough for people. Okay, yeah, I can imagine. And for this character, and this is, this is the kind of the pivot, the character makes the decision to take the risk and wow. not everybody can do that. And so people do operate under the burden of emotion yeah the, the burden of feeling and a lot of that is fear anger frustration don't matter it's from those negative you know those negative feelings those negative burdens that bind people hold people and as, as you just said suffocate people mm. and i I'm, I'm not that person to kind of coach them through that but i will definitely give people the opportunity to talk about that um, on, on my in conversation on my podcast or whatever because I think it's those moments and I'm going to come back to it it's those moments when they can tell the story yeah. that then something happens and I say that because back in my youth that's what happened to me it was when I felt safe enough to tell a certain story at a certain time that I allowed myself to feel certain emotions, which allowed me to grow as a person. Now, that experience always, you know, I mature with that experience. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not always comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but as long as there's a safe place to do it, and there's safe people, yeah. and I say that specifically, there are safe people to do it around. Because not everybody is safe, you know, no. that's just the way life is. When you find the place and the people that you are safe with, then that's where you should and need to express your feelings and emotions. Because that's going to be your trigger. That's going to open up so much. That's going to open up your psyche. That's going to open up your willingness to take risk. That's going to open up your willingness to take action. Hopefully you find that. And in your coaching session uh, no, i find I, it in my conversations no i because those conversations were saying so resonates because you know i am going to tell you that i was the nightmare counseling client when i was about 17 18 because they would go in and and i would sit there and i would have exact opposite to what you have just described but then you I, didn't feel safe i, I didn't feel safe 
So I just, and it got to the point where she persisted to go, oh, there, there goes your counsellor's 15-minute hour. Um, and and, I, and I'd, I'd barely worked out what I needed to say. So in the end, it just became a game as to, well, I didn't feel safe. Didn't know where to start. I was a bit of an overwhelmed you know, mess at the time. So I just didn't bother saying anything. And I, I would actually, you know, I was, like I say, I was a really bad client. So I would just sit there in the end, just go, okay, can I make it to 50 minutes without saying anything? But it was exactly to your point that the safe space wasn't there. Yeah. And it wasn't a case of feeling like I could go in and have a conversation where there was, you know, potentially I was going to be judged. Somebody was going to sit in council with me, you know, mm. have a higher authority. And I and I'm passionate, you know, and this is why I love what what you do, because I am passionate about allowing people space. And, and absolutely to your point, the, the way I work with my clients is I throw to them, you know, a space and you know I, I allow two, three hours in my diary for a session in inverted commas and people say to me oh my gosh what but what happens if they over I said well actually out of the hundreds thousands of people I've spoken to I think I have had one person who talked for five hours that's that's one I said one in thousands because most people they are just they just need that space to be heard without knowing that they have to be totally have thought everything through so that it's pitch perfect etc etc they just want a voice their voice yeah. to be heard in however it comes out and that's what i give them um right. and, and, and i just, gave somebody five hours that was an incredibly safe place and that's in. what she needed at the time and yeah. you know like i say out of all of the hundreds and a thousand that I've spoken to that's one and in that because I don't it's it's not five minutes it but people don't need five minutes it's just that relaxed space where there's no expectation or pressure in that space and take that away and actually it's actually very rare that we need five hours and I guess that's the whole thing here some people um, do. Busy. Yeah, yeah. Well, some people. Well, it depends because it depends on how much you're carrying, how much, how how big is that burden? Um, if that burden was five hours worth, then yeah, absolutely. But I think it's it's so important that we just give that space for a voice to be heard because it's okay. through the conversations that we grow, that we learn, that we find something different. Um if we want that but in that safe space we're able to explore i mean look how it's enabled you to evolve and to to be where you are and, and to evolve just even this year alone in the work that you've been doing through the question guide podcast <laughs> and, and the book that's going to be coming out that we'll all be furiously wishing for a copy of no pressure <laughs> no pressure <laughs> but what what I get to experience, you know, from these organic conversations is people are now 
and, and you know, in our original, and I'll go back a bit. In our original, one of our original conversations, you know, we talked about the pandemic, and you know, we, we initially we blamed a lot of things on the pandemic. You know, a lot of negative life experiences on the pandemic, and the pandemic is a reality. So we've all dealt with it, and to some of us, we're still dealing with our, you know, reiterations of the same thing. My point being is that some of us actually can look back on the pandemic and be grateful for it yeah. because it was the, the the facilitator or the catalyst or whatever that <laughs> kick in the butt it was ever it was whatever you want to call it whatever it needed to be yeah. it forced you into a place or a space in your life where you had to recognize certain things about yourself because we were in isolation you know families were isolated people were isolated physically and we're talking about physical space isolation um that forces people to self-reflect yeah and if it didn't then you missed it yeah you know shame on you but if you got it and you took that time to reflect on yourself who I am, what am I all about? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Yeah. What's my value? And you start asking yourself those questions. Kind of like when you told me you went to Aruba. Yeah. And, and instead of two weeks, you stayed there for two months or something like that. It was yeah. like, you know, your, your, whole, your whole life changed yeah. in that time frame. Yeah. But you took it. You took it as a time. I wasn't ready to go back. You know, you said it. I wasn't ready to go back. You know, when we have to, and, and so going back to the pandemic, you know, say, well, this is a new normal. What, what's the new normal? Does it make any sense? Because you, you, if you took that time to reflect and make changes, yeah. you saw the things you, th you saw all that you didn't like about you, not about your world. So it wasn't yeah. about your job. Yeah. Or it wasn't about your family. It was about you. Yeah. Who am I? What value? Who? do I even value, do I even know myself? Do I even value myself? And so you took that type of reflection. It yeah. was time for that type of growth. And then those people are coming out and say, you know, I, they, I, I get this, the statement, I could have gone in one of two directions. I could have medicated myself mm -hmm. and felt better. You know, I, that medication <laughs> makes us feel better in yeah. one way form or another. Or I could take the journey less traveled. You know, yeah. I take that road and let's travel. Somebody wrote a book on it. Yeah. And, you know, make those changes that were necessary and essential for you as an individual. And they took ownership of it to make those changes. And, we're, and you and I are just giving those people space. We're yeah. just doing it in very different ways. No, no, absolutely. And I totally agree with you. So if there was one thing that you had learn from doing your question guy podcast well what i know you're going to tell me there's like thousands or you've been pointing me to off say just one but okay so what was that just one thing that like resonates for you you have observed i don't know what it, what is the one thing that's come out of that for you for me or 
about the situation. So, well, I can't answer that. That's like saying, no, 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 no. Pick the one you. thing that you want me to talk about. And I can't, no, the question and for was. For you, out of what, yeah, what, what you have gained, the one key thing that you have gained out of doing the Question Guide podcast. That's a difficult, I want to say so many things, but to be quite honest, uh, I, my, my life is enriched. Uh, mm-hmm. That's easily uh, the first thing that I would say is my life is enriched because people are sharing their stories with me. Yeah. And I say that to say, who am I? You know, I call myself the question guy, but who am I? Um, just another person on the face of the planet that really wants to hear your story. And people want to tell it and they want to tell it to me and that's really cool so that means they trust me and i appreciate that and i'm grateful for that so if anything that's that's one thing yeah no i i and i would agree i think it is you're giving people the gift of time for their stories to be heard um and i think that is just awesome so where can people find you well, I was just going to add, I was just going to add one thing. Not every, not every conversation I have with people is, is on a podcast. And so, uh, yeah, no, sure. so not every, you know, intimate one-on-one is, is a podcast or ever yeah. even gets recorded. I've had conversations with people all over, all over the globe. And, you know, they, like I said, some of them are, are more intimate than other. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, more yeah. heart to heart than, than others. Uh, but they all have stories to tell. And so for those who are willing, you know, we go live or we go record. Um, But anyway, you can find me, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) Dr. Keith McNally. (laughs) So if you go on LinkedIn, you just search and you got to put the DR, Dr. Keith McNally, because there's other Keith McNally's in the world. And that's really a shame. (laughs) Um, There's only one Dr. Keith McNally. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, though. Um, but I'm I'm this one. Um, so if you, go to, if you go to LinkedIn, if you go to LinkedIn, you, you know, just look for Dr. Keith McNally. If you go to YouTube, it's Dr. Keith McNally. Or if you go to my website, it's www.drkeithmcnally.com. So it's D-R-K-E-I-T-H-M-C-N-A-L-L-Y.com. So if you want to find me on the, and the reason that I had to do that, it wasn't for anything, you know, there's actually a Keith McNally who trumps me on the web. And that's because he's, he's a restaurateur up okay. in New York. And so he's a big name. And so if you were to Google <laughs> Keith McNally, he's going to come up. Uh, so if you, <laughs> but he's if you a Google, restaurateur. Yeah, he owns a bunch of restaurants up in New York, probably elsewhere. <laughs> so in order to differentiate me from him, <laughs> I put DR in front of everything on, on everything I do on the web. Brilliant. Well, we will find you. We will make sure that we will put everything in association with when this is live for everybody so they know where to find you and not the restaurant guy in New York. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But we're both bald, so I don't know if you could tell. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fabulous. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. I so appreciate it. Same. Thank you so much.
Thank you everyone for joining us here on Yama Radio today. This is your global happiness and well-being station, airing inspiring stories, top tips and brilliant music, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm Laura Toop and this is Flourish. Until next time, everyone, lots of love and take good care of yourselves. Bye-bye for now. Time for another inspirational quote. Be happy. Be inspired. You'll come to see that a man learns nothing from winning. The act of losing, however, can elicit great wisdom. Not at least of which is how much more enjoyable it is to win. It is inevitable to lose now and again. The trick is not to make a habit of it. Albert Finney a big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. UK. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio Podcast. Copyright applies. <laughs>